0: Hey, it's George free. welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. Today, I'm doing one of my favorite episodes to create, which is a case study. A case study documenting a client's journey from when they started working with us to where they are now. And today, I'm speaking to Amanda Saliba and Wayne Ardley, all the way from Melbourne. And I love this episode simply because... Amanda is so committed, big goals, and same as Wayne, still in the workforce, positioning out of that, going full time into the business. And in the time that we've spent working together, they've increased their income with an additional $200,000 over the last 12 months. What I love about this is that we zoomed out with this journey. You know, we love to talk about marketing on the show, attracting the right students, increasing signups and retaining more members. And sometimes the emphasis is on getting more students, getting more students. But we all know there's more to that, right? There's the retaining, keeping the students, which is the biggest part, really. And, well, you can't have one without the other. So this case study really documents the journey of staying with the course, you know, not looking for the quick fix, doing the work. You know, we, we are coaching calls, um, actually every week. Amanda's always on the coaching calls. There's lots available. Amanda's always on all of them and does the work, implements, makes the refinements and really commits to the journey. And that's really what it takes. So I love doing this interview. You're definitely going to get a lot of value from this. Head over to martialartsmedia.com forward slash 137 if you'd like to download the podcast transcript and the resources mentioned in this episode. And that's it. Let's jump in. Ladies
1: and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of MartialArtsMedia.com, you know the name? George Fareed.
0: podcast episode is the audio version from a video that was published on MartialArtsMedia.com. For the full episode, to download the transcript and get all the show notes, head over to MartialArtsMedia.com. Enjoy. Amanda and Wayne, welcome to the Martial Arts Media Business Podcast. Hello.
1: Thanks for having us, George.
0: Cool. So I wanted to bring you guys on the show and this is one of my favorite interviews to do because... We get to talk a bit about a customer journey, working together, and the awesome results that you guys have managed to do over the last 12 months, which is really, really exciting. And look forward to diving a bit more into the details on that. But just before we kick things off, if you don't mind sharing just a bit of an intro, who is Amanda, who is Wayne, and what do you do in the martial arts space?
2: What do we do? Uh, We run a club or a gym depends on what terminology you want to use. In Bacchus Martial Victoria, uh, we primarily focus on Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Krav Maga. Uh, we also run a little side program called Krav Fit, which is just more of a high intensity sort of workout. So it's a little bit away from the martial arts space, but into the fitness space, but using martial arts techniques and things to just give that quick 30 minute high intensity program.
1: And we do that for adults and for children as well, from ages from three. We have a little ninjas program from three to five-year-olds, and then we also have kids, and then we go all the way through to adults.
0: Love it. So what got you into what you do, into the martial arts space and the different styles? Well,
2: that's a a long question. I don't know if we've got enough uh, time for that one. (laughs) Uh, We – well – Both of us are long-term martial artists, I suppose you you could say. Um, I certainly started when I was probably around 14 in Taekwondo, moved to karate, then to um, Muay Thai, kickboxing, boxing, um, through a number of different programs uh, about 20 plus years ago, started on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing that one ever since. That's sort of my real passion, martial arts or martial art. Um, then into, um, also studied and trained, got, uh, instructor publications in a number of other styles, uh, including Ray Floro's, um, knife fighting system as an example. Um, Carly, the Filipino martial arts, trained as an instructor many, many years back for, uh, for uh, over half a decade with, uh, one of your compatriots from South Africa, Rodney King and the Crazy Monkey Defense Program. Uh, there's probably a long list, but, the primary things for like 20-plus years are probably the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and um, and basic striking, whether it be Krav Maga or boxing, kickboxing for myself. Your turn.
1: Uh, for me, I started when I was 17 and I did Muay Thai for over a decade, competed in that, then moved into Crazy Monkey with Wayne. And then when I was 34, I started going into jiu-jitsu. And three years ago, um, I took up Krav Maga as well. So I've been doing this for a couple of decades now.
2: She's, she's yeah. being modest. She's won, I don't know how many Australian titles in jiu-jitsu now. So she's doing really well.
1: And that too.
2: Yeah. yeah I've seen those awards coming up. Yeah, so now we're just really, both, I suppose, really passionate about martial arts Um, and obviously our main thing is how do we use it as a vehicle. Um, It's not about training champions, although we do have a number of people who compete and compete quite well at a high level. It is about how do we make people's lives better through martial arts, and I think that's pretty much what we're both mostly passionate about. How can we change and help people? Yeah, I love that. All right,
0: so we've been working together for I think just over 12 months, right?
1: Yes, September of 2021.
0: There we go. So, so just over 12 months and you got some great results, but I just want to break down uh, just the process what got us to that and then we'll speak a bit more about the, uh, you know, the, the journey of how we've gotten to. When we had that first conversation, what did you want to achieve and, and what problems were you facing in the business at the time?
1: So we met you through our clubwork Seminar So through our CRM and you did a seminar on there and I was really interested to hear about marketing just because I knew that I wasn't doing it very well and I needed some help in that area. So at that time, I was still working two jobs and this was something that I thought if I wanted to be able to do this full-time that we needed more members and that we needed to attract more people into the business. So once we got people to the business, it seemed... Okay, once they were at Phoenix, but prior to that, just getting them there. So community awareness. And then when you popped up, I was very interested immediately and I was thinking we have to log on to this. And you shared some fantastic information on that seminar or podcast, however you want to explain it, which led me – thinking that we need more information and then the discussion with Wayne, of course, to to contact you further?
2: Yeah, if we took it a little bit further back, I suppose you could say we pretty much run it really more as a hobby so that we basically had training partners, so to speak, really, and um, had people to train with and it uh, made a little bit of money on the side, but it was not... Um, not at the time, certainly not running as what we would call a business as such. It was more, much more of a hobby. And um, yeah, that's sort of Amanda it was the driving force that decided it's time to uh, turn it into uh, something that's a bit more than that and make it grow. Um, so yeah, and that's where we actually, where we end up going to Clubworks, um, just to try to get better at doing things. And then of course, doing the um, podcast with yourself via Clubworks. Uh, which was quite fortuitous.
0: Cool. So at, at that time, business was going, was a bit of a hobby, but there's obviously this passion. So what was the big goal for you at that time? Where did you want to take the business?
1: We just wanted more numbers. We realized what we were doing was not going to be, was not getting enough people into the doors. So we needed to attract people to us. And what I thought we were doing in terms of marketing turns out that I was not doing that, so I, I realised I needed some help and lucky enough, Wayne actually got us onto Clubworks, which is ha- how we found you, so, yeah.
2: If people found us, they generally stayed. We've got people that have been with us for a long time, but nobody knew we really existed, I suppose. We just did not know how to market ourselves. Uh, we put thought so just putting a couple of Facebook posts out there every now and again, we'll do the job. So obviously we had a lot to learn.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So what did more numbers mean to you? Like if you were able to get more numbers, what would be the impact on the business and you personally, if you were able to to do that and get that growth?
1: So I suppose it would be a transition from going to what we considered a hobby to a career. And even though what we, we love what we do, but we needed it to be financially viable for us to be thinking we can do this and only do this full time and focus our full energy and passion into it. So it was that transition between a hobby and then saying we're doing this full time. That would be the impact on our immediate life, I suppose because, you know, I had two or three jobs and Wayne worked full-time as well. So it was going to be a a big shift in our lives.
2: And we were were devoting a lot of time already to the club or the the gym in particular at that time. And we were starting to invest a lot more money, Um, new mats, new facilities, tried to always improve and it was just getting that we were outlaying a lot of money and uh, we thought we actually need to make some more money if we want this to keep working and grow so that we can justify keeping it going as well, let alone taking it the next step, which is, of course, is becoming full-time careers for us both.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's 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 great if you have the martial arts hobby, and I've got a lot of friends that do that as well, you know, just lay the mats out on the garage, and it's it's great when it's a hobby, but when it the hobby becomes, hey, the hobby is to train, but when the hobby is train with other people and... You're taking on the expenses for more people to train yeah there's there's got to be the money's got to make sense to
2: be able to to continue right oh definitely and then you've got the time commitment as well as you the, even just as a hobby you you have to be there if you've got a class running certain times each night you have to be there and that certainly interferes with other parts of your life as well so um, these are all things you've got to weigh up and at, at the time it was just getting too big we had to make a choice really whether we grow it or almost scale down so obviously we decided to grow and uh, turn it into a uh, business empire (laughs) let's not go that far yet but certainly grow it into something that could support us both as well as provide us with what we want out of uh, a club or a gym which really is something that's constantly evolving and um we're both sort of we, – we want a world-class type training facility with the best trainers, and that's sort of where we're sort – of, that's what we aim for, um, and obviously you have to make money to be able to provide those, those things. Yeah,
0: 100%. Let's shift from the implementation of things. So we started working together. What were the first, like, pivotal things that you implemented that made the biggest difference right in the beginning?
1: Which was – for us we just went straight into your on ramp so i followed that program every step of the way if there was a, there was something in that on ramp i was there and i was doing it i all i did was do that to the t and that changed us in an instant and The three of us had a conversation, of course, and it was about even pricing, how we were underpricing and trying to change our mindset about value and what we're providing is a required or is valuable and we can charge that. So changing our pricing structure, which to me was like, who's gonna pay that? Who's sure. gonna pay that money to come and train? It was, and then I started thinking about it, and then what we're providing, and the experience of Wayne uh, alone in coaching. I was thinking, no, nah, we are we are worth it, and within our community, we have mo- the most experience by far. So I was like, no, we can ch- charge that and change our mindset to say. We we are worth all of that and more. So having those conversations with you and you you just saying no, that's that's not good enough, and re restructuring our pricing as well, which was part of our on ramping and the initial uh, consultation with you.
0: So I have to ask, right? Because um, this what you've just said is like the biggest obstacle that a lot of people struggle with is. World like so much time invested into martial arts, all this experience, and then a lot, a lot of school owners really struggle with this and really just undervalue themselves. Sometimes it's from a hierarchy of they have martial arts leaders that are, you know, don't make money or whatever the case is, and you almost feel like you're pressured to fall under this same structure. Um, or it's just feeling that. It's a bad thing to charge (laughs) too much. Uh, There's there's so many things that come up with with this. And so I just wanted to hammer home that point. Is there anything that bad happened when you raised your prices and started charging what you're worth? And I'll say what you're worth because it's not just about raising your prices. It's about delivering the service that goes with it. Did anything bad happen?
1: No, we've got more people joining.
2: In in fact, uh, I actually would pick a small point with what you said. And I would suggest that uh, now that we know what we've learnt from yourself and looking at the market and learning about business, uh, I I think we would probably still be undercharging, to be honest. Given what we're offering, the facilities, the training, the coaching, the experience, I I believe we're probably still undervaluing ourselves. um, And it's something that uh, we need to probably keep working on. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, it certainly was an eye-opener uh, after having a few conversations with you about that and then putting it to the test.
1: And since then, we've also increased our prices again. So within 12 months, we we offer a, like another package as well and we've got people joining to that package.
0: Love it. All right, so let's wrap some numbers around that. So what outcome have you achieved with that? Like – and. I think it's good for us to zoom out, right? Because sometimes we always talk about, uh, we talk about marketing and yeah, we're getting this much students and this much students, but then there's always the conversation not being had and that's numbers falling out the back. So um, over the time that we've been working together, what difference has that made between going through the on-ramp and the pricing, uh, if we had to wrap some numbers around around that?
1: Yeah, well, If I could go back a little bit, which was we before we met you, we were only offering free trials. So the idea that someone would pay to do a paid trial seemed inconceivable in my mind. And I thought, there's no one, no one's going to pay to do a paid trial. But yet, people were just literally signing up to do a paid trial, which was like, this is crazy. Um, which changed my whole view on on marketing and that people would do pay for a trial, whereas in people don't see value in something if they're not paying for it. So when we started with you back in September of 2021, we had uh, 67 members. Moving forward now to October of 2022, we're at 170 members. So that's an increase of 266% in net revenue in just over 13 months.
0: Very, very cool. There was a dollar amount that you, you mentioned as well with the increase?
1: Yeah, so I think it went.
2: One of the beauty things of uh, Clubworks is it graphs and keeps all these stats for us, which is really handy. To uh, keep. so sorry. We're just going to look that up for you. In the meantime, I will point out that uh, I thought you were snake snake charm salesman there at one point. How on earth would someone? Why would people pay money for a free for a trial when they can get it free? I think that's just crazy. But you proved me wrong, so uh, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, just just to add to the trials. Um, I
0: mean, I think there's definitely a place for free trial, and and I think it's always important to not focus just on the trial because a trial should never get in the way of just someone that wants to join either. But sometimes I think markets are conditioned. You know, as a business owner, you think, well, if I give it away for free, there's no obstacle. But free normally comes with an agenda, right? Free feels like, well, especially if it's like short free, you're going to think, well, it's it's really just, I could, I've got so much time to try this thing and then I'm going to have to sign up. And so sometimes it just feels there's Too much risk, almost in free. Where when it's paid, it takes it. There's value in the thing that you're paying for in the in the in the program, even if it's like just for a short time. And it feels a little more complete that I'm actually paying for this, and I'm going to get value from just what I'm paying for as well. Yeah, no, it's certainly
2: uh, go for it, Amanda. Give us us the numbers.
1: So within. 13 months, we've gone up 190000 in net revenue per year.
0: Love it. So what does that mean for you in the business and for you personally?
1: So for me, I am full-time at Phoenix Training Center. So doing the, the marketing side, the CRM side, running the, the back end, so to speak, as well as doing some coaching in the evening. We've been able to expand our business. So we've gone from one facility and extended that. So we've got another facility right next door as well. So now we're able to have two spaces going plus a gym, building a therapy room, having a pro shop room being built as we speak. So our business and And it's not just about the business, so to speak. It's about our lifestyle moving forward in the future, which is going to significantly change. Um, And we can see this. It's easy to see now what the potential that we have now that we're in this position already.
2: Yeah. And just being able to offer so much more, and as I said earlier, we really wanted to grow the facility to, like, even though we're in a, what you would almost call a country town in Victoria. It's not quite, it's just on the outskirts of suburbia. But um, to provide what I would class, try, I wouldn't class it yet as world class facility, but we, we're on the way to that where the facilities are just constantly improving. They're, um, really, you'll be struggling to find uh, a better facility outside of some of the big places around the world. So we're, that, that's one of the big goals, that, and this is allowing us to do that. People certainly walk in, they go, Wow, this is good. When you compare it to everywhere else around us. That's awesome. All right. Anything
0: else to add on that? How are you feeling about all that? I mean, that's that's like a big moment. And I recall getting the Facebook message from you saying, I've got some good news to share with you and uh sharing the numbers. How does how do you feel about that and where you're headed?
1: Yeah, I, I think we feel like we've we've accomplished something that seems like in our mind I, I sort of put it to like I needed we've got the facility but we've got the spark and I just need some to add a little bit of fuel and we're going to be taking off but I just didn't know how to quite to get there and you were sort of like the missing link that I felt like we needed because um, like you know, we've ran businesses before, but not not like this. so um we we know that we needed help, and yeah, f- for us, I felt like you you were the person that we needed to to help us move forward and to get these results and uh, there's no way i I don't see how we would have gotten them without without you and the support of of partners.
2: Yeah, realistically we're, we're martial artists first and foremost and like a lot of martial artists we probably thought we knew a little bit about business but we didn't certainly didn't know about media and marketing and all those sort of things um, Yeah, so it was a, a real eye-opener to realize how wrong we'd been with what we were doing and um, it was uh, it, yeah just following that on-ramp course sort of was uh, mind-blowing in that respect of how to do things properly. Um, and I think that's where a lot of martial artists probably, they need, they need, we certainly needed that help. And I imagine that uh, most martial artists would, because again, we're, we're martial artists. We devote all our time to how to choke people and all that sort of stuff, punch them in the head. And yeah. It's the good stuff. Well, probably too many punches in the head. <laughs> so, but um, it, yeah, it, it means, at the end of the day, we can't specialise in everything. And uh, that's where you, you need to go to uh, a specialist in something to get better at it. And uh, that's, uh, that's what we got. So we're pretty happy with that. But this is just the start, George. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, for
0: sure. Um, I want to say thank you, but you guys did the work and implemented it. Without that drive, nothing happens.
2: We actually decided early on that... We're just going to follow your blueprint to the letter. It was uh, it was made it easier that way. We could blame you if it didn't work as well, but we just followed followed the blueprint to the letter. <laughs> and, and again, not knowing any better, I think that was the best thing. We didn't try to read too much into it. And so this is what the blueprint says. Let's just do it. And then we, I would often say to Emmanuel well, she'd bring uh, something to me, and she'd been working on some advertising or whatever material, and she. would what do you think? And I said, well, what would George say? I'd looking at it because, uh, and, and I start, <laughs> we both started to learn what you would say when we would send something to you. Oh no, this is, this is this, or no, this needs to be fixed. Or no, that's gotta be at that angle and you've gotta have, what's the offer? So things like that, your little sayings, um, George-isms. But yeah, in the end where I would just say to him Emmanuel, what would George say? And oh, yeah, I better go and change that. <laughs> and it works. Oh, that's great.
0: george Isms. Yes. I'm going to have to check if that's, that's my name. That's <laughs> <laughs> For one day when I'm famous. Um, <laughs> all right, awesome. So if you could finish this sentence, we almost didn't join
2: because. Stubbornness on my part, thinking that we could do it ourselves.
1: Yeah, so thinking that we couldn't spend more money and that, we couldn't afford it, thinking that we couldn't afford to invest in a coach, even though we knew that we needed it, but thinking that we can do it ourselves. But yeah, like I, as I said before, um, you were what we needed.
0: All right, awesome. What's been your favorite part of working like with me and within the partners group?
1: You and all the other martial art owners because I haven't really missed many of those meetings, the hour of power that um, you run twice a week and then with the additional um, ones that you also run, I haven't really missed many. Um, And being accountable and if I get stuck within a problem, there's nearly someone in the group. I've never gone to the group where they like, like uh, no one's experienced that. So the experience within the group and the knowledge of the group, um, like we, are, and I am very, very grateful for, for everyone in always sharing and saying how about doing it like this or I've been through that, try it like this and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not only grateful but but proud to be a part of it.
2: Yet the group is both knowledgeable but also inspiring when you see what a lot of members of the group have achieved and what they've been through. And as Amanda alluded to, the issues that they've faced that we've brought up to the group. And they've, oh, yeah, no, I've done that before. No, don't worry about that one. And it does give you a, um, a sense of purpose, I suppose, to, uh, to hear these people talk and listen to, again, what they've been through, what they've done, how they've succeeded and where they are now. And um, you, you sort of want to emulate that, and uh, gives you that impetuous or the drive to to follow through and uh, and and do to achieve that what you want to achieve as well, or what we want to achieve in this case. And there's some really nice people which we've met, some really great people, and we've caught up with them outside of the group, and uh, yeah, chatted to them, and yeah, it's been really good.
0: That's so cool. I see you guys jetting around the country and, and meeting up with other members. That Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Last question. Who would you recommend Partners to and, and why?
1: I would say anyone that is got a martial arts business and that if you think that you are not where you want to be and you, you want to do this full time, you, you need to join Partners. Because it's not just about George, it's about the power of the group and what the, the group gives, gives back to you as well as you giving back to them.
2: I think anyone really who's uh, passionate about martial arts and wants to grow it and turn it into a career for themselves, um, definitely because it's, as I said earlier, you can't be an expert at everything. And if your expertise is in martial arts, you're probably lacking in other areas like marketing, media, building websites, all these other things that um, the group provides the solutions for and help Force So, yeah, now it's really good to for anyone who's a passionate martial arts instructor, most definitely join up.
1: Yeah, with the group I feel like it, there's a level of comfort as well. I, I think when I'm there I'm like, oh, I feel like I can ask anything to the group because... They've probably been through it already, and I think they're going to give me not just their level of experience and, and and knowledge, but it just feels warm within the group to be like, okay, I can go to this, and I've got a problem or an issue or whatever, and they've they can give me a solution there and then too because it's it, it's live and it's um, interactive, um, and Wayne or oh, can't be there at. All of them, of course, because he, he's, he's working as well. Um, but hopefully in the near future, he won't have to do that either.
2: That's the plan.
0: Yeah. yeah. So on that plan, I'd love to have you guys back on the podcast and have another chat. What is the goal that we're going to celebrate on the next podcast? Let's, let's make it – let's cement it
1: in. <laughs> Look, once we get to – 200, so another 30 more members, and I can't see Wayne going back to that job.
2: It's, it's hard to justify because the workload, and this is one of the things we've learned through this, it's, uh, it's certainly not just turning up and taking a class. There's a lot of back end. There always was this programming and all that sort of stuff for what was going to be taught, how it's going to be taught, all that sort of thing. But when you're not the only instructor on the floor and you've got multiple classes going and you're dividing things up and you've got different levels training at different places, you've got training instructors to deal with as well. So you've got to coach them on how they're going to coach, plus all the different stuff in the background for writing that up, plus all the stuff that a man is doing with the marketing and managing all that sort of thing. All the social media. Social media. And it's, then... It's just too big a job. Yeah. Um, you, you, you've either got to outsource it or we've got to do it ourselves, but obviously we can't do it unless we're both full-time at it. So to be able to give it its best shot, we, we both need to get to that point. So that'll be the, uh, the next thing is there. But uh, as a number figure... Although Amanda said two hundred, I reckon next time we talk, uh, I want to be looking at least two hundred and fifty, preferably in three hundred members. Right, done. <laughs> Should we put a time and <laughs> a date to it?
1: Originally, when I had a uh, vision with you, so we sat down for ten minutes. You, uh, you and I, we wrote through set, setting some goals, and I've still got it in my my three year plan, so to speak. And in 12 months, our plan was to have 140 members, which was on average two per week. And we're now at 170. So we're smashing our own personal goals. And by two years, it was supposed to be 250. But I can well, and I, I believe that we will be able to beat that. Love it. So creating goals. Making them short-term and then hitting them all the time so it doesn't seem so daunting is, um, for my mind, um, it, it works works for me. So short-term goals to long-term goals, breaking them down, having a clear vision and then just going for it.
2: And hopefully by the next podcast we'll be a little bit more relaxed because uh, this is actually quite daunting as well. <laughs>
0: We'll just have to have you on more often and then it's, be, everybody knows I've got an edit button because I need to be edited the most. So it's all good. <laughs> right, Amanda, Wayne, thanks, thanks so much for being on and congratulations again. Um uh, love watching your success evolve and uh, really look forward to catching up again and chatting about the next milestone. Thank you. Looking forward to
2: it as well, George.
1: Thanks, George. And thanks for everything you've done for us.
2: It's been really good. Thank you. Hey, mate. Thanks so much for tuning in. Did you
0: enjoy the show? Did you get some value from it? If so, please, please do us a favor and share it with someone you care about. Share it with another martial arts school owner or a instructor friend that might benefit from this episode. And I'd love to hear from you. If you got some good value out of it and you just want to reach out, uh, send me a message on Instagram. My handle is george 4 G-E-O-R-G-E, last name F-O-U-R-I-E. And just send me a message. And I'd I'd love to hear from you if you got some value from this. And last but not least, if you need some help growing your martial arts school, need help with attracting the right students or increasing your signups or retaining more members, then get in touch with us. Uh, Go to our website, martialartsmedia.com forward slash scale. And we've got a short little questionnaire that just asks us a ask a few questions about your business to give us an idea of what it is that you have going on. And then typically from that, we jump on a quick 10, 15 minute call just to work out if or how we can be of help. Not a sales call, it's really a fit and discovery call for us to, to get an idea if we can be of help. And that's that. We'd love to hear from you and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers
1: will conclude this evening's entertainment thanks for listening if you need help building your martial arts school check out martialartsmedia.com